You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Goldseth. It is Tuesday, June 16th, and Tuesdays in June are special here in St. Louis. Uh, and we'll share why, because <laughs> of uh, great music. Maybe you've missed the opportunities to get out and enjoy great music because of, well, uh, everybody being <laughs> stuck at home, uh, many people being stuck at home over the last couple of months. So uh, an opportunity, unique opportunity here in the St. Louis area to enjoy wonderful music and looking forward to sharing that with you. And also uh, we get to visit with our church of the week. We're going to head to Liberty, Missouri in just a little bit as well. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the coffee hour find out more about concordia university wisconsin at cuw.edu live uncommon right here in st louis is a musical treasure that um, mm -hmm. some of you may know about and uh, the carillon series at concordia seminary in st louis joining us by phone this morning dr kent burrison associate professor of systematic theology and dean of the chapel at concordia seminary dr burrison thanks for being our guest today on the coffee hour my pleasure so a Carillon series, before we get too far into what is, what's happening with the Carillon series, what is a Carillon for those who might not have ever experienced the beauty of a Carillon? Well, that's a good question, Andy. So a Carillon is a uh, musical instrument consisting of bells um, and uh, often housed in, a, usually housed in the tower like the one that we have on the Concordia Seminary campus. Some people may not know there's a difference between a Carillon and a chime. Both are usually played by a caroliner. That's a person that, that has the training, background, education to play a carillon or a chime. But a carillon has more than 23 bells. Chime has less than 23 bells. Either can also be played uh, mechanically if you have the mechanical um, uh, wherewithal to do so. You, you need motors and those kinds of things. But it has a keyboard. Uh, it doesn't look like a keyboard on a piano. It has these uh, long rods that you um, hit basically with your fist that pulls the levers that um, enact the um, hammers, which are on the side of the bells, that uh, chime the bells. Uh, so that's, that's what a carillon is. Is there music composed specifically for a carillon? I imagine there there is, since it's such a, a unique instrument. Yeah, no, that's a good question, Sarah. Yeah, there a lot of the music for a carillon uh, is either composed for the carillon or it's music, and you'll see this in our concert series this summer, music that is uh, was composed for other instruments that a caroliner or a, a musician uh, transposes for the carillon. So, um there's there's a lot of unique music for the Carolina, and then there's a lot of music, you know, Mozart's. For instance, tonight tonight's program has Mozart in it. It has Bach in it, um, but those have all been transposed. Uh, our previous two concerts this summer, uh, in which our seminary Caroliner uh, Carl Keldermans performed the concerts, um, a number of the pieces were things that uh, Carol had transposed for the Caroline. And part of the reason for that is that the Caroline. Uh, has a um, uh, the minor third is a is a primary component of the carillon sound, and that's unusual amongst um, instruments. Uh, you know, uh, so you have to compose a lot of music for it that is unique, or transpose music for it that is unique to the carillon. Hmm. So I, tell us. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, it's Sarah's turn. 
I'm so excited to jump <laughs> in. I know. It's, it's, every time we talk to you about this, I learn something new about the Carillon and its music, and it's just so cool. <laughs> so uh, tell us about this, about the concert series. How long has this concert series actually been going on? Oh, you know, that's a good question. I should look that up. I think we've been doing it <laughs> since into the night, at least into the night. It may go back all the way to the first concert, which was 1971, the inaugural concert for the dedication of the Carillon. Uh, but at least into the 1980s. So we've been doing it for quite some time, quite some time. So tell us about the the uh, series. I know it's it already started this summer. Um, right. Now that uh, people have more of an opportunity to get out, uh, this is taking place on Tuesday evenings at Concordia Seminary. Uh, tell us about how we can enjoy the, the music of the Carillon at Concordia Seminary. Yeah, so it's a great opportunity, especially in the in the midst of the pandemic, to get outside and to uh, uh, be on the seminary campus, a uh, beautiful campus, and to hear this wonderful music. So uh, concerts start at 7. They last about an hour. Um, and uh, you can seat yourself anywhere. People will sit in the, in the main quad on the campus, which and then you can look directly at the tower. Um, you can sit in Concordia Park, which is the area in front of the campus that abuts DeMunn Avenue. Um, you bring a lawn chair. You can bring dinner. You can bring you know, wine and cheese, whatever you want to bring uh, to enjoy the concert. And uh, it's easy for people uh, on our spacious campus to maintain physical distancing from one another. So um, so it's a great opportunity to hear some some great music in in a unique on a unique instrument, you know. So uh, and the first two concerts, uh, four of our five concerts, we're having five concerts this summer, uh, all Tuesday nights in June, and our seminary Carolyn or Carl Kelderman's performed the first two. He'll perform the last two tonight. We have a guest Carolyner, uh, Roy Crozen, who's from the Netherlands, I believe, but he is the uh, he resides here in the United States. He's the uh, regular Carolinor for uh, Centralia, Illinois. So he will be performing a, a program that includes, like I said, Mozart, Bach, um, and uh, WC, for instance. So you're sort of crossing the whole range of things. And I think some of the other pieces are are specifically composed for Carillon, like a piece by Roy Hamlin Johnson, whom I don't know at all, um, called Chartres from a Carillon book for the liturgical year. So again, that must be a piece that was specifically composed for the Carillon. Hmm. Yeah, this, the, the way this is arranged is uh, it's perfect for social distancing in the middle of a global <laughs> pandemic because you don't have to sit next to anyone and the person who's performing is up in a tower. So That's correct. <laughs> everyone is very spaced out. And <laughs> well, it, it's such a, a wonderful opportunity, too, because so many of us have missed out on going to uh, to concerts and, and musical events. And to be able to have this opportunity right now is it's and the weather is fantastic the last <laughs> couple of weeks, too. So. Yeah, the weather has been perfect for, for the first two concerts. And it looks like it's going to be great tonight, too. So, yeah, I mean, you can't you can't beat it, honestly. I mean, I've enjoyed the first two concerts thoroughly. So I encourage people to consider coming. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about uh, Carol Cloudermas um, or Cloud Kelderman's. Sorry. Yeah, Carol, Carol, Carol Kelderman's. <laughs> Tell for, us for more about, years, about him. Yeah. Yeah. Carol, uh, Carl was the um, uh, Caroliner for uh, Springfield, Illinois, for many years, I think about 30 years. Um, and uh, he retired from that position a number of years ago. Uh, he became the seminary's Caroliner when a uh, performer 
former professor um, Schmidt, uh, who not the current Professor Schmidt, but former Professor mm-hmm. Schmidt, who taught uh, worship here at the seminary, uh, died very suddenly back in the uh, in, 19, in the early nineties uh, or two thousand nineteen and two thousand. And uh, uh, Carl was uh, became the Caroliner shortly before Dr. Schmidt's death. So he's been the seminary's Caroliner for you know, twenty plus years. Uh, now and he is a very uh, highly respected Caroliner. Uh, he performs throughout the the United States and throughout the world, and um, and has composed has six recordings um, of Carolan music um, that are available. I I need to explore actually if they're available like through iTunes or something like that. But um, and he's also composed a lot of music for um, for the Carolan as well as. Um, uh, as well as adaptive music for the Caroline. So um, very prolific uh, performer. So tonight's concert is at uh, 7 p.m., is that right? And throughout the That's month correct. of June on Tuesdays at, at 7 p.m. Um, at correct. Concordia Seminary in St. Louis. You can hear it from basically anywhere on campus, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could, <laughs> you could be anywhere on campus. Yeah, I would, somebody was asking me about, well, what if it rains? Well, we don't cancel Caroline concerts. It's not supposed to rain tonight. But if we don't ca- cancel them unless there's lightning, then there's a concern for uh, Carl up in the top of the bell tower. But um, <laughs> if it's just raining, you can you can sit in your car and just roll your window down a little bit and still hear the concert. So. Hmm. Uh, tell us a little bit about the tower. We have uh, just mm-hmm. about two minutes left. Uh, tell sure. us a little bit about the tower and where the Carolinur, um is Performed. to, to perform. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the the tower was built in 1968. It was planned when the uh, campus was, when the original plans for the campus included the tower, but the money wasn't available to build it back in the 1920s. And so it wasn't completed until a special campaign was held in the Lutheran Church, Missouri, said in the 1960s. It was completed in 1968, and then the bells were uh, fitted, uh, placed into the tower in 1970, so two years after the completion of the tower. The bells were all uh, lowered by crane from the top into the, into the uh, tower. And, I mean, if we, if we have to take them out, which some, at some point we should, um, to repair, do some repair work, we would have to take them out through the top again. Um, so they're housed in a um, in a shell, a casing that houses the bells, one on top of the other, going from the, the lowest and heaviest bell, which is two tons, up to the, the lightest bell, which is 17 pounds. Um, and there are 49, 49 bells in our carillon. And um, the caroliner sits in a little booth, in a sense, um, that is just up on that level where all the bells are. So he's up with all the bells. It gets a little loud up there. It also gets very <laughs> hot up there because there's no air conditioning. So summer concerts are, are hot for the caroliner. Um, but uh, he sits in a booth up there, and in the booth is the, um, is the console for the, carolin, for the caroline from which he plays the concerts. So. Now, if you're sitting down in the quad and looking up at the tower, you can certainly hear it. Is mm-hmm. you, there probably isn't a whole lot to see from down in the uh, in the quad or anywhere on campus, correct? Uh, no, just... you, but that's correct. No, you're right, Andy. There's <laughs> there's nothing to see. In fact, I remember you know, people clap at the end of each piece. You know, appropriate for um, responding to the, the the musical offering that the Carolina has made. And but I remember Carl telling me at one point he cannot hear the clapping. So he know, he has no idea, you know, that people are responding in any way to the to the music uh, that's going on down, down and, you know, what people are hearing 
So you yeah. you you pointed out earlier that this is a, a rather unique instrument. I think it's one of only a few left in the United States too. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, there there in the United States there are about 170. So okay. we have a decent numbers spread throughout you know all 50 states. I don't know that every I don't think every state has a carillon. The state of Missouri has two. Um, so we are we are one of two in the state of Missouri. Illinois has a few more, I think, um, than Missouri does. But yeah, about 170 70 plus carillons throughout the U.S. Um, they're obviously they're expensive instruments to construct and to maintain, and so that's why um, you see maybe fewer carillons here in the U.S. than uh, than in the case in Europe, for instance. The Carillon Summer Series at Concordia Seminary taking place at 7 p.m. tonight and Tuesdays throughout the month of June. Um, it, it, it's, it's a great opportunity to get outside with the family, enjoy the beautiful weather and great music. Dr. Kent Burrison, Associate Professor of Systematic Theology and Dean of the Chapel at Concordia Seminary. Thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. My pleasure. Good to be with you. Well, it is, uh, it's a good day. We also get to not only visit here in St. Louis, but we're going to head to Liberty, Missouri, talk with our Church of the Week, St. Stephen Lutheran Church in Liberty, Missouri. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Bye. 